if I had to say one thing about all of this, it would be that all we can do is, I don't fucking know. I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. Welcome back to Is It Still Good? This is the show where we take our rose-colored glasses uh, we take them off. We we give a big speech to a bunch of horrible people. We tell them that we love them. And then we play the YMCA and we leave. And we leave our glasses on that stage as we board a helicopter never to return. So it is without the rose-colored glasses that we are forced to look back upon the culture of our youth. We are two grown-up film students. We fucking hate growing up. I'm never going to be a Toys R Us kid. I'm Bear Kennedy. I'm back in the Windy City back in the winter hellhole of Chicago uh, after seeing way too much of the country uh, out of the window of my Subaru. And joining me, as always, Andrew Carter in Los Angeles. I have the hiccups, uh, so just yeah, bear with me. It's bad. It's bad. I apologize you. in advance. I'm trying. There we go. I'm trying to get rid of him. Um, I'm trying to get a handle on it. It's been multiple minutes, so we, we figured multiple we minutes. plow ahead. We're going to power through. I'll mute myself when I'm not talking. Um <clears throat> Oh, there we go. So we are going to discuss inaugurations today, specifically the 2001 inauguration of George W. Bush, because that was 20 years, it's 20 years ago today. Um, And so we watched that uh, in preparation for this, as well as Biden's inauguration. Uh, My first question to you, Bear, do you, do you remember the inauguration? Do you remember any part of it when it happened, seeing it live or watching it at all? Not really. I don't have any any real active memory of watching it. Um, and just for context, when we we entered the new year here, Carter and I were looking back and thinking, all right, 20 years ago was 2001. Uh, I was in seventh grade going into eighth of the, at the uh, end too. of it. And uh, that was an interesting time. So- Oh, no, wait, decided, I was in sixth grade. No, you would have been more, yeah. Excuse me, yeah. Uh, so we, we figured, okay, as much as, as possible, we're going to look back 20 years of 2001 and see if there's anything interesting this year um, and try to try to keep on theme a little bit. So we did start with the George W. Bush inauguration. I, I don't remember this, like watching it at home. I, I don't remember what day of the week it was. I probably should have looked it up. I, I might here in a minute. But I feel like I probably watched it in social studies class on the TV cart. Because if it was a weekday, it'd be middle of the day. Um, I'm on central time. I, I was living in Chicago at the time. So that would have been like from 10 to noon-ish. That's prime school hours. And I would imagine they probably had it on, but I don't really remember watching it. I remember all the weird shit with the election. Obviously that was like a very hot topic. Right. Kind of yeah. seventh grade social studies, you know, you, you have to be talking about what's going on in the world. But I remember, I remember the classroom I was in, I had Mr. Dusek for social studies. I remember very vividly, he described parts of the movie Hannibal, which had come out in the fall, I believe. <laughs> for some reason, he like was really telling us about the Ray Liotta brain scene. And I remember there was a girl who I had a, a, a big time crush for who had really nice hair. And I can remember, her, I can picture her hair very vividly. Um, and I, I believe I later asked her out on instant messenger and was 
roundly rejected. Um, what was your so instant messenger name? I was Country Mike Four, which was a that's a that's a deep Beastie Boys reference for those of you out there. Um, so yeah, she, I don't even so know that she, one. She said, "No thanks, I don't date older men." And I said, I, I only look 30, I'm 12. No, I don't know that she said that, but I did look like this, which is, which is alarming. Um, so I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I really can't remember watching this. I did watch the entire hour of it on YouTube, which went Me into too. the luncheon and uh, everything after. Uh, oh, you watched, you watched after I the watched, ceremony. I watched the luncheon. The, I watched the hour. I committed to watching right. the full, the full video, and I had no intention of watching the Biden inauguration. And you told me I had to for the show, so I then, I then watched uh, the majority of that. I sped through some of the boring shit in the beginning. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah, but I watched was, it because was, it was on this morning, so I caught the majority of it. I yeah, I turned on the Bush one while the Biden one was happening because I was like, well, I need to watch this, and I don't feel like watching the Biden one. You're double so that's what I was doing while the, while the world was watching Biden. I was reliving George W. Bush's inauguration. Uh, what about you? Did you watch this? No, <clears throat> I don't remember it at all. Um, I don't remember. I didn't even know what an inauguration was. Probably until like either bush's second term or obama's first term <clears throat> because i didn't understand i just didn't know what it was um and i feel one thing that was interesting to me and tell me if you caught it was this, a saturday but, by the way i just i just looked that up so i wouldn't it have was it a saturday school, so um so fuck me no it wasn't it was yeah so it wasn't on in school is what you're saying um did you notice it was the the 54th inauguration but bush was like the what was he number 40 43 three i think so how is that possible uh either they didn't do uh inaugurations for multiple term presidents or um oh right uh what right what, what they say, the 54th inauguration yeah 54th and he was 43 so but then yeah, but wait so a minute had, by that logic, logic, wouldn't it mean that they were doing less? Like they'd be having less inaugurations? Yeah, you're right. I have no fucking idea what that what that means. Um, no, no, no. They would have less presidents than inauguration because, uh, for instance, FDR got inaugurated four times. Oh. But he was only, oh, that's good trivia, maybe the 35th president. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, you have a couple of people who count for one number in the presidential line that were inaugurated multiple times so if they're i don't i don't know when the first one they're counting is but if you count all of them you would have one every four years going back to the good old good old wooden teeth washington um but you would not necessarily be changing the president every time right yeah that makes sense um a little math on the on the show for you today yeah, little math problems. Um, the biggest thing I noticed while watching it was how dated the opening felt. It <laughs> felt Chiron like Chiron was wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like an '80s educational video for a second. It's tough to go back and watch TV. I, I feel like, especially because we've lived through the transition from standard def to high def, and that's a that is a huge, huge difference in. Um, just 
raster size and how much color information you can get on TV. So that alone makes old television look weird, not to mention there has been plenty of improvements just going from purely analog to digital in standard def. Um, right. But I agree, it, it is weird and distracting to go back and look at stuff like this, especially because like, if you grew up when we did, or, or anytime really like TV gets better and better in terms of quality, but it does it kind of progressively and slowly. And then all of a sudden when you pull the rug out from under yourself and go back 20 years, it's like, how the fuck could you even make out what's going on? Like it's murky, colors suck, weird angles on uh, on, on Cheney and Bush as they're taking the inauguration. Uh, oh yeah. Like the oath of office, just very bizarre close-ups. But um, yeah, looks like absolute shit. And at the time, everyone probably loved it. Also, like watching standard def on a modern TV and not a CRT also makes it look way worse. Yeah, it makes you yeah, feel that, like you I need agree. glasses even when you yeah. don't need them. Um, the, the first note I wrote was ridiculous Chiron. I mean, it, it, yeah. is, it looks horrific. It looks so much more dated than it actually is. <laughs> but then you think 20 years, okay, that's a long time, but it feels like even longer. It does. Um, but yeah, I... What's funny is that I noticed that there were no celebrity performers at Bush's inauguration. So then it made me wonder, when did that start to become a thing? And I imagine it was at Obama's because Obama's was probably the first cool president, frankly. I I happened to see on Twitter today, LL Cool J at the Clinton inauguration in 93. So- uh, Oh, okay. So maybe it's a Democrat (laughs) thing. Well, you know, if you're- if you're a performer, if you're an artist, um, and, and you're, you know, I can't even think of a right winger. If you're not like Vince Vaughn, who are you going to get, um, you know, to, to yeah. hang out and perform? Dude, at Trump's inauguration, less people forget, he had fucking three doors down <laughs> yeah. co- covering Smash Mouth, yeah, which exactly. is by far the most tragic thing I've ever That's a, That's, seen. that's, like very hard to imagine actually listening to that on purpose yeah it's incredible i can't i almost can't believe that he's gone it's like it's surreal to me that he's gone yeah well it's going to remain surreal as, as things continue to not improve but it is weird i mean he's been the center of attention for um you know five plus years yeah so it's i don't know i it's very strange yeah um yeah, really. Uh, I almost can't accept it. Um, but anyway, back to Bush's inauguration. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, guys. Um, so, and by the way, unless it, you might be thinking like, why don't you guys just wait and record this later? We have to get this out tomorrow morning. Uh, Thursday mornings are when we drop. And later on, I have work to do and I have a, a puppy to train. So I just. Yeah, and I'm going to be just high as shit uh, and drinking <clears throat> beer. So I'm going to be incoherent. Yeah. Um, yeah, after, having it's... to watch two inaugurations in one day, I, I need yeah, you, substance abuse. You owe yourself. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I owe it to myself to be fucked up. Yeah. But like, I just felt like this is really watching Bush's thing. I was like, this is really fucking boring. Like this oh, feels like work. Yeah. Oh this, my God. This feels yeah. like I'm, I have homework in my thirties cause I'm choosing to do this. Yes. And I was also just like, yes. what, what's the appeal here? Like why watch this other than for like, I guess like historical reasons. Like I understand watching Obama's, but even that 
it's the same thing. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's the same okay. standards and, you know. Good, good, good question. Did you also feel that way about watching the Biden one? Because frankly, Less, you're a little more excited about Biden than I am, but I found both of these just excruciating to watch. I wouldn't say I felt Biden's was excruciating because I loved Amanda Gorman's poem. I thought she was great. I liked Biden's speech too, but here's the other, here's the other thing. I also thought Bush did a pretty good job in his speech as well. I was like, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like, you know what it is? It's like the, both, both of those guys, I mean, they, and I guess I, again, I think it's because we've lived in this fucking wherever the hell we've been in the last five for the last five years, both of them sound like presidents. And well, they're both they, seasoned politicians, so they know how to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, like they know how to do that. But also, there was at both of them. I have, and I have to be fair here because yes, I'm a pretty staunch Democrat, but I, but I obviously, but I also agree in just fucking the truth, and and I know that Democrats are not perfect, and there's a lot of bullshit on you know, on both sides, I guess you could say. Um, but there was a lot of class at both of these inaugurations, like Bush's included. You know, Gore and Clinton were there. And you saw Bush talking talking to both of them like they're like their old pals, and they were, you know, and Jimmy Carter. And it's like that just feels like that is completely from another time and another an, another world, even in a yes way. Yes and no. Yes, I mean the, the thing that really struck me, and by the way, if you're a total sicko and you want to watch this, the whole thing's on YouTube. Um, right. The the thing that really struck me was how not different these inaugurations were. And yeah, how that too. I'm gonna get to that, but yeah. And how it's the same cast of characters at, at both. And Mitch even McConnell, though Jimmy Mitch McConnell, right Mitch there, McConnell both looking unnaturally smooth. Um I mean he even what in, the hell in do standard, you mean by unnaturally smooth? He he is a smooth looking man. He looks smooth. Oh, like literally he looks like someone has smoothed smooth. him. Yeah, like um, pudding. And, and in, even in standard def, you know, it does him some favors because it's so much softer. Right. But I thought you were looks, saying he was cool. I was like, I think he's the no, antithesis no, no. He, of cool. But, he looks, but. you could describe my face as maybe like craggy, going to be craggy as I age. <laughs> he looks fucking smooth as shit. It's very unsettling. Um, he looks like a ventriloquist doll, smoothness wise. Very <laughs> odd. Um, but like, it, it's really the same people. It's the same people that have been fucking up all of our lives for 20 years. I mean, even Jimmy Carter um, wasn't there for Biden's, but was called out as being, oh, he couldn't make it. Like, like there's almost an expectation that these same assholes are going to show up at every single thing. The fucking Clintons, uh, Mitch McConnell, all your, your favorite shitty senators, uh, all the ex-presidents. It's like this club of people, this cabal that rule the country and you may have an illusion of being able to change that, but it's really its own ruling class that we will never really get to penetrate in any meaning. But I got to ask you, so where do we go from here then? Like you have this mentality that's like, we're, it's, we're fucked. It's terrible. It's always, it seems like, it seems like you have this mentality. Actually, yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth. It seems like you're like, we're fucked. Nothing's ever going to get better. So how do you per personally and i guess i'm asking this to people who have the same mentality because i know a lot of people do how do you personally like see any hope or optimism or, or go on with your day uh, i don't see any hope or optimism i hope that the uh that the country is able to hold together long enough to either um be taken over by one of our neighbors um as, as we continue our 
decline as an empire um or you know it just kind of keeps shambling along until i'm dead uh because the only real options i see are actual uh an actual kind of revolution from the working class which probably won't happen or things get beaten down and, and things get fucked up so much uh that you know basically the same kind of fate that happened to the roman empire happens to us um you know we we can no longer we lose our ability to to do the business of empire abroad we we are no longer able to kind of meddle in affairs uh, outside of our own borders and and that frontier comes home and and it crushes us uh so one of those two things will, will likely happen um hopefully it just takes a long time and i and i'm dead uh but it would be a big bummer if you know we get uh uh, invaded by China or Russia or something, and we all have to go to the re-education camps. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. But I don't have a ton of like hope that we're going to turn it around in this country. Um, I have way less hope uh, after hearing Biden's speech, which was uh, a meaningful bullet point list uh, of absolute non-issues that changed no one's life and was totally about unity and democracy. It was just well, essentially just just competitive selling against what he sees donald trump uh as doing negatively and i think that that is uh complete bullshit helps no one doesn't make anyone's conditions better and uh you can you can buckle up for no meaningful change if your number one priority is to unify the country uh, i don't really have a desire to unify with the uh people we saw storm the capitol two weeks ago but right Biden i really I really, you, really, like... really would like to um so that's going to get you nowhere um so that's I think all bad I... No, I, I think what it is, is like, at least my take on it is, I agree with you. I don't want to unify with those people either. And I'm not one for, you know, quote unquote, creating division, but a line does need to be drawn. And those people, the proud boys who have now turned their backs on Trump, by the way, they are beyond help. They are beyond reason. Like there really is no reasoning with them. They have to come to these conclusions that they're wrong themselves, which they more than likely won't do. Um, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. If a fucking neo-Nazi, if a fucking neo-Nazi can realize the error of their ways, there's hope for everybody. But here's the thing that I liked about Biden's speech. And I feel like I've never heard this in an inauguration speech. Granted, I haven't watched a ton of them, but he called out things that were pretty ugly, pretty ugly stains on America's history, which I appreciated how he was like, you know, like white supremacy and racism, basically more or less like this has got to stop. We need to do something about this. And I thought that was pretty good of him to call that out because I think one thing that America, America suffers from a lot, uh, and this is not, this shouldn't be news to everybody is blind patriotism. And it's ridiculous people need to understand that our country is very fucking flawed. And I, you know, when people say like, no, it's not a perfect country, but still the greatest country in the world. I'm like, I don't think it is the greatest country in the world because of those things, but I don't think it's a piece of shit either. I just think it's very flawed and I think it needs a lot of work. And I think, unfortunately, you know, it kind of comes back to my earlier question, where do we go from here? Because you know, like I just said, a line needs to be drawn and, you know, certain people just can't be reasoned with. So then it's like, what do we do? What do we just fucking kick, kick them out of the country? Yeah, that'd be great, but we can't do that. So you don't kick you them know. out of the country. You just hope that as, as things continue to deteriorate, people are awakened to the, the fact that they 
need more and deserve more. And hopefully that turns into a bigger leftist movement um, that gets to the point where it's cohesive enough to actually demand change over um, the Democratic Party, which it, it can't do right now. So what um, change are you talking about specifically? I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're having 9-11 every fucking day. Like, could, could well, we yeah, do universal health care for the love of Christ? Yeah. Like, yeah. can we do that? Can we yeah, address climate change and start making any kind of meaningful changes yeah. to the amount right. of emissions we, we put into the world? Because right. we're going to be cooked fucking alive if we don't do that. So that's yeah, what I'm, I when you ask what I hope for, I hope that doesn't happen before uh, I'm dead. I mean, I, I hated Biden's speech for a number of things, but you're right about the uh, blind patriotism. Even Biden said, we've never failed as a nation, uh, as a direct quote, and then immediately talked about suffragettes being barred from the National well, Mall. He said, and I, I like, heard that too. I, I heard that too. And I was like, wait a minute. But he said, we've never failed as a nation when we've worked together. There was a pause. And I, took, yeah, do you think that that women's suffrage was the result of people working together? No, there but I'm saying need to that be women's suffrage, if there wasn't an opposing movement, that's the opposite of working together. I agree, but what, but I, I, I'm just trying to give him a little bit more credit because I don't think he's, I don't think he's that fucking oblivious. You know, I don't think he would say we've never failed as a nation. So. I don't know. I mean, people Not point like him like that believe in the american exceptionalism i mean even i don't remember who it was but either him or bush said something about it like oh things that are important opportunity opportunity is bullshit things that are important are like making sure everyone has like a place to live that like basic needs are met even if everything else right. fails and well we that's what's so frustrating have. about this country is that basic needs are not always seen are not always seen as human needs and somehow right. they've become politicized when they shouldn't you know, yes, like, because because <laughs> I'll get off the, the the high horse here, but it's because of capitalism. It's because it, all, right. all these elected people don't serve the people they're elected. They serve the forces of capital. And if you say something like, hey, why don't we give a bunch of homeless people a place to live? Uh, a bunch of people who own real estate say, go fuck yourself. Right. Uh, and yeah. there's no mechanism with which to combat that. We've, because it's we've talked about this before. It goes back to their bottom line. Yes. Like that's what they care about. And it's, it's extremely frustrating because, you know, dude, racism has become a political issue. Like that's, uh, you know, first of all, race is a construct, number one. And number two, the fact that it's a political issue is disgusting because it's just, I can't even believe that some people have different opinions on this type of thing. You There's know, plenty of people racism do. is wrong, period. End of story. And again, do you, do you want to unify with people who uh, really enjoy flying the confederate flag right no, no. fuck you no, no i don't want to unify with these people exactly my entire dick and balls but again that goes back to like so what the fuck are we supposed to do and it sucks Get, consolidate power to make changes and then make them i mean biden if biden came out and, and said i've got both houses of congress and I'm in the executive office and I will fucking stack this court to get shit done. Get ready for some serious fucking change. I don't care. Like we have to make things better because I'm tired of losing a 9-11's worth of people every day. That would have been awesome. He's right. not capable of doing that. He doesn't get to where he is by laying a bunch of track, you know, with that kind of behind him. He gets to where he is by placating people who will give him money, whose interests are almost always contrary to what people need to survive and that's sucks that's why you know you watch 
Bush and his inter- inauguration back to back, it feels similar. There's a kind of a, a lot of dissonance between stuff they say and things that you either know about because we're literally from the future watching Bush's or that, you know, it just doesn't play like Bush saying, uh, we're going to confront problems instead of passing them on to future generations. Thanks for the fucking Iraq war, you pile of shit. He says, we're going to reduce, we're going to reduce taxes. Gets a huge cheer from the crowd. A huge cheer. Yeah. Sickening. And then, um, he said, we're going to confront weapons of mass destruction, which I was like, that's hilarious given how everything panned out with Iraq yeah, is, weapons of mass destruction. It's that painfully was, funny oh, because it's like, wow, you didn't, not only did you not do that, you lied about <laughs> doing that. You used that as an excuse to go invade an innocent con- country for years. Yeah. And he said, gave, he, I don't know. I mean, in many ways, I like Bush's speech better than Biden's. He had the, the, the sack to say all of us are diminished when some of us are hopeless. Um, that he had some really nice sentiments. He didn't mean any of it. He didn't. He and functionally, he did the opposite of uh, helping people who are hopeless. But at least he lied really well. Uh, he also said <laughs> oh, that he, I'm just like going down my list of shit. He said uh, like something about uh, temples, churches, and and mosques have a place in our community. And I was like, fast forward a fucking year, dude. Do you think mosques have a place in your post 9/11 world? Right. Like, and that, there was, dude. Wild. People were. Well, that's the thing is they they fucking should have a place in our community. No but shit. after not but after 9/11, yeah. I remember when they were talking about building a mosque down by where the World Trade Center was and fucking Bill O'Reilly, the worst of the yeah. worst was like it's an, it's inappropriate. It's like, you know what, dude, you're inappropriate, which is why you're no longer on TV. Yeah, thank um, oh he's the worst God. of the worst. But you know, it's funny. I saw similarities too, mostly just by how you know, much of a and I felt this way a little bit more about Bush's than Biden's. And maybe, maybe that's just an unconscious bias I have uh, towards Republicans being a Democrat and all, but like Bush's definitely felt like America just jerking off all over itself and to itself. It was well, just, it, it, was it was a, a little great time to be alive. It's a great throwback, man. It was, nothing bad could have happened. The end of the nineties, like the election was a big piece of shit. Not great. A lot of weird stuff, but like, but like 9-11 hadn't happened yet. Alive. Dude, on September tenth, yeah. two thousand one, it was a great time to be alive. Yeah, it was a lot. To, it was so yeah. much fucking different. Yes. And but the the just to get into a more of like a of the like funniness of it, that army guy, the uh, the army <laughs> officer who sang, his tempo was fucking something else. Not only My that, God. they said like, "Here's a medley of American songs." Yeah. First, off, I will I would just say every song that has to do with America sucks ass. Yeah, Except maybe like, like California Uber Alice, if you if you uh, count that. But this they said a medley. The guy just sang two songs next to each other. He, yeah, two songs next to each other. It wasn't like three or four, like a medley. Held on, I think you got to get to three. Yeah, held on some notes longer than others just to try and change it up. And I was like, what are you doing? No one sings the songs like this, which Awful. was weird. Um, yeah, so like... I thought that was fucking weird. The choir was just kind of pointless. I didn't I understand it. why they were there. Um, Cause McConnell's from uh, Kentucky. So he, right. Yeah. Is he, from, is he from Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. Um, for some reason I thought, I, I guess I thought Arkansas, but like, I, I, that was another thing. It's like at that time, I think I just thought of George Bush as president, not only because he, he was president, but just because I was like, 
we were conditioned like I, this is what this is these are our presidents just like dopey white guys from the south yeah yeah like the dumbest guy you can find who squints a lot like yeah, right, right yeah you know and like and clinton's not dumb but he definitely oh. did some th- i mean well well dude i mean he's a fucking road scholar he's clearly a smart guy but just the way he talked and did things was you know he just like the, the cadence were so similar yeah so again that's why obama is such a fucking was such a fucking breath of fresh air because it's like whoa like this guy can be president that's crazy and then of course they do a complete one, 180 with cheeto hitler who is dude again i feel surreal that he's gone it's still hitting me but i don't know what the hell is gonna happen to that guy I got to tell you, though, the truth is always stranger than fiction. So I'm not even going to begin to try and predict what's going to happen to him, because I imagine whatever it is will be pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, we'll have to see what happens if they actually and every day that passes, it, you know, it, it's less and less likely. But if they if they impeach him when he's out of office, which bars him from running for president again, that's an interesting move. And especially that's what happens like, if they impeach him while he's out. Yeah, he well, if he if he if he is convicted in the Senate, even if he's not in office, he won't be able to run again. Um, so they they could stop him from doing that. And I don't know. Mitch McConnell said a bunch of shit about Trump in the last couple of weeks that's been pretty negative. Whereas before, he's either said nothing or backed him. And if you're him, yeah. like kind of the de facto leader of the Republican Party, you've got a large swath of your voter base. Uh, that votes for your party because they love love donald trump right um so do you want to piss them off or or just get away from this guy i I don't know but it i mean well he's stoking the fire lindsey graham too i hate them both but like even they're turning their backs on trump which in my opinion it's too little too late too little too late yeah I, i can at least say all right you're doing the right thing now but it doesn't matter because you didn't for the last four yeah. years and of course you do it when he's out of office you fucking pussy very safe me, now but yeah yeah it's very safe now you're protected he's i mean those guys are fucking spineless they're cowards but yeah those guys suck. um anyway comparing inaugurations yeah i i saw similarities too the other i don't know if you noticed this but this is what I, I'm going to talk about some of the differences here in a good way. So um, in Bush's inauguration, I saw um, one moment when it was time for him to come and give his speech. And I think they were raising, what, were, what are those plastic things? Like, I guess, I don't know, to help the glare oh, the, or to- the, Those are teleprompters. Teleprompter. Oh, were there teleprompters? Okay. I didn't, I couldn't tell, but so they're raising teleprompters. Three black men were the guys raising the teleprompter prompters. Probably the only people of color, except for the reverend at the end who came out that I saw at Bush's thing. Yeah. And at Biden's, not only do we have an an African-American and Indian vice president, who's a woman, you know, Obama was there. Uh, There was, I, there were two black men that came up and spoke, one of which was a reverend. And that subtle difference, you know, 20 years ago about how like the only people that you saw working the event were black guys versus this time, there were multiple people of color in that audience in immediately. And not only that, the guy who was spraying everything down with hand sanitizer was a white guy. And I thought that was really cool and interesting. And I don't know if you can necessarily call it progress because especially of what we went through last year with, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Arbery and just countless others. Um, 
but I just, I felt like I noticed that for the first time that I don't know if I would have noticed that, you know, two years ago or, you know, something like that. And I, and I feel like that's a moment of progress that at least I've made personally. And that I hope other people that noticed it feel like they've made, you know, I don't know if I would go, go so far as to say we've made it as a nation, but I think even electing uh, Kamala is a, is a work of progress as a nation. I mean, even the, the fact that people have like, you know, voted to do that. That being said, in, in, we have a in ton the, of in work the, to in do. the general, I mean, no one voted for her in the primary, including anyone from California. Right. I mean, right, she is, right. she so, is hateable, not a great politician. I try to put that aside. I try to put my personal hatred for her aside and just like enjoy that moment. Cause that is a big deal. Uh, but well, I'm not ready to say anyone elected her. I mean, she was absolutely dog shit uh, running for president. Um, but why do you hate her? To a laugh, laughable degree. Uh, I There isn't a ton more I need to know, though I do know a lot more than her just being the top prosecutor in the state of California who made her entire know, career right. out of putting people in jail for shitty, dumb drug crimes. Like, it's cool that she's a woman. It's amazing that she's in a high office and is a person of color on top of it. Her entire career is built on fucking over the most vulnerable people in society, not ever doing anything meaningful to change it. So if we're supposed to think like, oh, they've got it. Mom and dad are in the White House now. They'll figure it out. I, I, again, I just don't share the hope in this moment. Well, we disagree on that. Uh, just, you know, just because I, you know, I do have hope. And I think Did you vote that... for in the primary. No, of course uh, not. You live in California. No one from yeah. California voted for her because no one I voted for uh, I voted for Bernie, actually. Of course you did. You have great taste. Um, I guess the reason why I'm hopeful is kind of like, what other choice do we have? <laughs> that's I mean, seriously, what? That's the definition of despair, not hope. But no, well, that's that's what I mean, though. It's kind of like, you know, we're at this stage, right, where I don't know. I always find, and I'm, I'm not, I don't think you're sitting here saying this, but I've, I've, heard, I've heard sometimes people say like, oh, we need to get all the politicians out. We got to get rid of all of them. And I, I'm just kind of like, that's a cop out. Cause we don't, that's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in 10 years. You know, it's like, we've been alive for 30 years and this is how it's always been. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do anything and, you know, suck it up and not share our opinions but there's also a part of me that's like well, what else are we supposed to do other than you know do what we can to make life better for the you know the people around us and the people we care about not just ourselves uh but also i don't think that attitude of we got to get rid of all the politicians does anybody any any good because it's just i just think it's I guess you could call it wishful thinking, but I just, don't, I just think it's a little lazy and well, a cop it, out. It's how it's, I mean, it, it really, it's, it's how you're meant to feel um, through right. American electoral politics. You know, Oh, my vote doesn't matter. Let's get everyone out. Um, you start to feel like you can't make a difference. I mean, that, that is really good for people who are already in power. That's very good for people who are conservative, you know? Oh yeah. Why do anything? Why, why change anything? You, you're better off not to, you don't have any power as a person, but you're right. You can make life better for those around you. You can make, you know, uh, a difference in people's lives in your immediate vicinity. And when you see a moment come about like the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign, 
or anyone in your at your local level uh, who is clearly more on the activist side and not just you know standard bearer for the status quo uh, don't hesitate to give them your support or your money or your time or all three um, you gotta you gotta it's not a license to give up uh, I'm not any less angry or or less fired up to advance a, a leftist cause because of all this stuff it's just that you know there's not that much that's cohesive enough to make any real demands of the democratic party right now so you just kind of got to live with it but right. i'm not gonna, never gonna stop being angry about things i think you're just angry about it i think you I, how, how have you been angry about it since you were a kid like, I, did I you, think, like when did you start when did you get angry for the first time Get, what did I get angry for the first time? No, no, Probably I mean, about, as my I mean eyes opened and I saw the world as yeah, I, no, I exited my mother's about, vagina. I'm talking about this, <laughs> like about politics. I think we are all born uh, angry. Yeah, I was certainly born angry. I, I, I wasn't like super politics guy um, for a really long time. You know, I just kind of thought the same thing. Oh, this is dumb. Uh, I was definitely one of these like dipshit libertarian types for a long time, which is like, Hey, everyone just, you know, personal responsibility, leave each other alone. Um, you know, we, we can get through this. And then I got totally thrown on the other side of things after Sandy hook, Sandy hook for me just broke me as a person that and so, the lack of any response um, took me from, you know, Hey, let's, let's leave things as they are. And, and you know that people are innately good if we just can empower them to be responsible to uh, we can make a better world and it's unacceptable not to speak up about it and I, don't, I don't know why but that was the event that really it, it radicalized me to to the chagrin of my entire family and people who know me because now i won't shut up i remember oh, when that happened yeah. i sat in my car oh, and fucking yeah. sobbed it was yeah. horrible awful and not it was good. and it was also like I mean, not that, you know, not that this takes away from any other school shooting and stuff, but like, but the fact that it was in my home state, that was, oh yeah, that's right. Holy shit. That that got me a little bit of like, wow, this, you know, I don't live that far from Newtown and I went to boarding school even closer to Newtown and it was just like, what the fuck? You know, it just, it really, really shocked me and it was right before fucking christmas christmas too it's just yeah. it's awful um yeah just bad, yeah bad stuff uh yeah. on a lighter note uh they showed chelsea clinton at the bush inauguration i don't know why but i immediately wrote down america's daughter <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah what other notes did you take uh not i mean i i just i guess i really forgot I wrote down, I, like, I forgot how just squinty and confused Bush looks all the time. Oh, yeah. I feel like, I mean, Will Ferrell's entire impression of him was based off of that, but it's been a while. It's been, you know, a decade and a half since, uh, or not not quite that long, but it's been it's been long enough to where he's not in the public sphere all the time. Right. And I just forgot his, like, affect and his squinting and just, like, looking <laughs> really confused. Yeah, constantly. all the time. And I don't know. I mean, I, I hate him. He's a he's a horrible person. But that did remind me of being younger. Um, you know, it's just yeah. That's my point. Is like yeah. yeah. It just kind of reminds me like oh, that's what a president looks like, and it's just yeah. a dopey face. Like, like this piece of shit. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's, again, like growing up with, you know, I mean, when we were, when we were born, it was HW and, you know, uh, then it was Clinton and then yeah. Bush. And it was just like, you know, these, you know, charming, affable, but, you know, a little dopey in some way. Yeah. It's just older Southern white guys who are just like, all right, all right. Yeah, you like, know, oh, that's, that's just the president. That's what a president is. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think, and I think Biden, it's funny. You could, I guess, put him in that category, but he's not from the South. And I got to say, that does make a difference. Like him not having an accent. <laughs> it does make a difference. I know it sounds funny to say that, but it does. Like there is, there's yeah. a, there's a there's a there's you know there's no dopiness with him in that way i like joe i i i feel like i you know i think that i'm very hopeful for his term obviously i've made that clear but in terms of inaugurations and i know we talked a lot about you know a lot of different things today but yeah the biggest thing about the inaugurations is that they just they're just not the most exciting thing oh, in the world. God. Uh, I just, just don't, I, oh, so I, fucking boring. Yeah, I just don't need like even even like this this was a historic inauguration right with Kamala Harris. Like it really <laughs> right. I, I've spent too much time talking about how I hate her. This was like this was a reason to watch an inauguration, it was like breaking down a huge barrier to have a, a woman in that high of an office. Uh, also a big barrier that she's African-American and part Indian. That, I mean, that is as far from Dan Quayle as you could get for a vice yeah, president. Yeah, and it's awesome. Uh, that's a big deal. It was still fucking boring. Like just, just yeah, tear-inducing, yeah. boring, just terrible. Just Did you think songs. one was worse than the other? One was more boring um, than the other? The, uh, I think with the Bush one, I, I since it's on youtube i believe it's condensed so i think things happen a little quicker whereas with the biden one i eventually just had to skip through it because getting everyone on to the i guess the balcony or whatever that took forever fucking for oh my yeah. god i don't know if that was covid or what but holy shit that took forever yeah i like um, i started it and then like that was happening and then i went and took bill out to go to the bathroom and came back and it was still happening and i was just like are you fucking kidding i mean lady gaga absolutely can sing um but as every dad would say she's got pipes same Um, with same with j-lo but again my highlight was amanda gorman for me her poem she was was amazing yeah i mean she stole the show you're you're really rolling the dice with with having a a poem um because that could go extremely boring or like uncomfortably uh, Ernest, but I, I think she did a good job. Uh, I mean, Garth Brooks was that was so weird to me. That was yeah, objectively that was the funniest thing that happened. That was very strange. That was weird, but uh, not as weird as the the army corporal singing the medley. That the, was the, so the pseudo medley. Stupid. That oh was the weirdest God. thing ever. I, I, um, I, I'm going to put my foot down that you need at least three songs for a medley. I think if you get into five songs, it's, it's, a, it's a review, but two is not a medley. I would uh, say I would even argue say four. four. Yeah, four I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine raising that bar, but it, it absolutely is not what happened. Uh, no, not close. I will also say the uh, the stars and stripes forever, which is the song. Dun, 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 that song, I Sucks. hate that song. I hate fucking it. hate that song. Awful. Hate it. And there's there's plenty of that. 
Um, it's corny. I mean, the only other the only things I wrote down that I know were near the end that I thought were funny was that uh, it never occurred to me that Laura Bush's maiden name is, I believe, Welks. Uh, yeah, so I think they it is. are George W. and Laura W. Bush, which is <laughs> really weird to me. <laughs> You're right. I never thought about uh, that. That's real strange. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess as we come to the end here, I think my takeaway is that inaugurations are not good. Um, boring as hell. But but um, I think if I had to say one thing about all of this, it would be that all we can do is... I don't fucking know. I have nothing to say. <laughs> it feels like lie. going to church. They talk about yeah. God way more than they should. Oh yeah, uh, they get it's real boring. Christy. It lasts forever, and you're supposed to, and you're told that oh, you're witnessing history. Like, you're, oh, you're you're doing something important. every time. Yeah, every and time yet, you're it, witnessing and, and, and history. You, and you literally are witnessing history, but it has that same tenor of like going to a full Catholic wedding where they do the mass. And you're like motherfucker. Like and it's I like ninety minutes. Want, I just want it to end. Like it's the exact same experience. And, and that, for that reason, I, I think these are terrible. Uh, and I hated watching the Bush one and I don't recommend it. Uh, and so, so thank, thank you, Carter, for coming up with this. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> it was kind of a funny idea. Yeah, it was a hilarious um, idea. Just, yeah, don't watch oof. it. It's not worth it. Biden won, you should watch just for Amanda Gorman's poem. And I thought Biden's speech was good. And just to see Kamala uh, yeah. get sworn in. Is, yeah, you just is want to be liberal with the fast forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I well, you're welcome for another for politics episode too. So here, here we are. Oh yeah, we do. This is another politics episode, which is fine. Uh, I don't, I don't anticipate we'll keep going down this road, but I think that, you know, with everything that's going on, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like what Bear said. It's, it, you can't just. It's not the time to be silent anymore. You know, it's yeah. just not. And and I think that, um it's also not black and white, you know, it's really, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of, I mean, like, you know, I feel like bear, if someone didn't know you, but they heard this episode, they might be like, well, wait, he hates Kamala. Oh, well then he's probably like a Republican or something. And it's like, no, not even close. No, there, there, there do exist uh, criticisms to levy upon the Democrats that do not come from the right. Right. There, exactly. There are plenty of them that come. Well, from dude, the look, I mean, I, like I've said many times, I'm a staunch Democrat. I also live in California and there's a lot of problems with this state <laughs> and there's a lot of hypocrisy and I'm not going to not call that out. Having said that, I'm still proud to live here and I, and I love it here, but I, you know, th that's why I think th that's kind of comes back to the whole like blind patriotism thing. I, I always find it weird. I every time someone says, well, it's still the greatest country ever. There's always, there always this like this defense with it. And yeah. I'm like, if you have oh, to defend yeah. something mm. that much, you probably don't even believe it either. You probably just yeah. think you have to say it because you'll be, you know, strung up if you don't. And I just don't buy that. Do I think California is the greatest state ever? I mean, no, I guess not. But also it's like, what the fuck do I know about the greatest state? I haven't been to all of them, number one. And number two, like, I just think that's, for people to say that so willy nilly, like it's the greatest country ever, it just makes me think like, what, what the fuck do you know? How do you know? Like I, I, yeah. all, all you can say, honestly, is how you feel about it. 
And which is basically like, I think you should either be like, yeah, I love it. I like it. I love it and hate it. I don't know. It's just, but to say definitively, it's the greatest country ever. I just, I've always had a problem with that. And I've always found it to be a very mob mentality. Um, and I just don't respond well to that shit at yeah. all. I never have. Well, when you watch an inauguration, you have all this fucking pomp and circumstance around America. Right. It's really, it's supposed to get you jazzed up for it, but I'm telling you, it, it's fuck. It's so boring. It does oh the opposite God. for me. I'm just yeah. Kind of like, oh, it does it hard for me. Yeah, it's weird. It just makes me kind of be like, ugh. But anyways, guys, inaugurations are not good. Oof. No. Boring as Gross. hell. Good for the, as you said, like the historical aspects of like seeing Kamala get sworn in. Uh, Amanda Gorman's poem is very cool, and I personally liked Biden's speech. I also like Biden and Kamala. I'm excited to see what they do. That being said, I'm still very like in a surreal state of mind of like, is Trump really gone? Is he really gone? So, you know, well, I'm just, I just have a really bad feeling that like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to be like, surprise. You know, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's pretty good Trump. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, it's just, it's terrifying. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, I promise this will be our last political episode for a while. Um, uh, that was a really good try. I didn't expect you to, be able to do you. it that way. I Maybe you just have fine. one word in the in the chat. I think it's. I think I was gonna say. I think it's probably just the one word. Yeah. I don't even think I could do it again right now. But <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we will see you next week for something uh, more pop culture related. Yes. Fun, I guess. Goodbye. Bye.